Welcome, listeners. Welcome, JV Pickers. Host Sway here, back with working together to bring you a playlist worth getting lost to by our collective brain trust. This week's theme is trios. So grab your quarters, pick your dibs. This is Jukebox Vertigo. We have a core brain trust with a returning double feature guest. Please welcome back, Manda. Hello. Thank you for having me again. Yes, thank you for joining us once again on this delightful trio episode. I really wanted to get like three people on this episode just to kind of be on the on the sake, <laughs> just for the sake of the theme. Uh, so it got to work out. So thank you for being here. Yeah, awesome. And of course, as always, we're going to have Keith. You literally just stole my intro right when I was about to say it. Now I'm scrambling. Uh, I was going to be like, hey, look, a trio for trios. And then you said it. I was like, oh, God damn it. Um, so, hey, guys. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited about this one. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, a three-piece is always is, is always great. And who knows? Maybe Amanda can join us again for a three-peat next week. <laughs> but that'll probably be a very packed episode, which will be actually still be very fun. Yeah. But we'll get to that one later, later. Right now, let's get down to some recommendations, because I have a laundry list of stuff <laughs> I need to talk about. Good, because I have almost nothing. <laughs> awesome. Um, let's start with my singles. Uh, top to bottom, because uh, there's no way to really uh, put this in order. Uh, first of all, I didn't get to talk about last time on Megan the Stallion's new single, uh, Flaming Hottie, which is actually very fun, because uh, she samples uh, Salt and Pepper's Push It, and then just does her Megan spin on it. And of course, it is a flaming hottie of a single. Really, really like this one. Um, after that, there was, uh, oh, wow, watch, what a transition. Arch Enemies single, Handshake with Hell. Super brutal, super fun. Um, are we expecting an Arch Enemy album this year? I fucking hope so. After that, oof, my girl. My girl was a feature um, with uh, Kenya OS, Kenya OSM, with uh, Smell the Product. It was a feature on a song called Joder. And basically, it's like, like Joder is, or like, No Class Conmigo is basically like, Don't Fuck With Me, which is very which pretty much on brand with uh, with everything that the Smell the Product is going to be uh, spitting on her feature. It was really good. I really liked the song. It opened my eyes to uh, Kenya OS. Um, then another single I really, really liked from someone who I never heard before was uh, Hope Tala. Hope Tala? with party sickness and after that we, we really started getting down on her like uh on some of our other jams and it's actually really good stuff i highly recommend uh hope tala um man hopefully she comes with the with the full project this year too uh after that oh one of my favorite singles of the week sweetie closer featuring her this was a good fucking song i'm definitely going to be jamming out to this one a lot because i did have it on repeat <laughs> okay no i'll say this one last i'll say this one last last um, after that, it was like, okay, I, I, I sent this one to Amanda. This one was really fun. Uh, pretty much right after uh, our last show for all the new releases, there's a song I was kind of like, I'll save this one for later because the title is just too on point and there's no way it can't be the same thing. But Doja Cat covered Holes Celebrity Skin. Yes. <laughs> Which we just added last week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to send it over to Amanda. Like, yo, check this out. Did you like it, by the way, Amanda? Amanda? Yeah, I, t- I dug it, yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It, it definitely, it was definitely a song for Doja. It was definitely like out of all like just those front women bands. It was, it was pretty appropriate for Doja Cat to do, to do a whole song. Um, Sochi told me that apparently Taco Bell paid her to do the cover, which is like kind of a sponsor of uh, a uh, slash sponsor for the Super Bowl, which is why I kind of timed around here. And I just thought it's kind of funny that, that Taco Bell did that of all <laughs> of all things. It's like, yo, we need to hear this fucking song. 
Um, after that, oh my god, one of my other favorite singles of this of this last week was uh, one of my favorite bands of all time for uh, this Mexican band called Caifanes with mm-hmm. Solo Eres Tu, and I was just so happy with this song, just because it was it still proved because there's a lot of bands. <laughs> Washed up is too harsh, but there's a lot of old bands I really, really liked from like when I was like a, a toddler and like a, an, an infant. These bands were like the bands that my parents would listen to, and they bestowed like these bands on me, and I love them. But a lot of bands that nowadays like they just don't write like the way they used to. I'm talking to you, Mana, and a few others. Uh, but with this song, I find it really has like the structure, the essence of a true I find a song. And so, so it made me really happy that like they can still write their shit. And I just I was really happy with the song. Um, after that, um, surprise, surprise, Silk Sonic had a a, a, a single with uh, Love Train, Love Train, Love Train. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was delightful. That's Silk Sonic. What can I say? Uh, okay, and last set of singles because it's a single, but you get three songs out of it. And it's ASAP Twelvey, A Quarter Till, and it's three songs. And <laughs> The song is the first song is really good. The second song is uh, really really great too, but it takes me out of it because he ASAP Twelve is a nerd. He does a lot of like comic book references, but I mean sometimes like they're not all right, and it just like maybe it's because like the the comic book reader in me that just bugs the shit out of it. Like anyway, in the second song, there's a line that says um, "telekinesis that can read your mind," and I'm like, that's not the way that works. So that's that's the wrong power. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then uh, in the second one, you're my Superman. You're, you're my Superwoman, Lois Lane. And it's like, you probably could have thought about that one a little bit more. <laughs> but anyway, but that, that, that was it. It was just like, God damn, if only I wasn't such a nerd, these two lines. Because the, the telekinesis that can read your mind, it's, it's, it's a good sample. It's a good song. But it's, it, and I'm loving it up until I hear that line. I think it says it twice, maybe three times in the song. And I'm like, ah, why? <laughs> okay. Now going back up to the top to our album slash EPs. I'm last week. I finally caved and listened to the Cordier Cordier uh, album uh, from a bird's eye view, and I can't believe I, I can't believe I was kind of skipping on this album for like a week because it's actually a really pleasant rap album. Really, really like this one, Cordier from a bird's eye view. Then um, with an EP, Knuckle Puck, Disposable Life. It's an yeah EP. This was really fun and like in that like. Slightly heavier. It is the voice. The voice aesthetic is like kind of like pop punk, but it's a little heavier than that. And the first four songs are originals. The last one is a cover. It's a Blink One Eighty Two cover. And out of all of like their catalog of hits, they went with um, "Here's Your Letter," which is such an obscure choice. A really good one. One that fits with them. Um, I just, I just, I just love the song because self-titled is. They're be- to me their best album and like that that closer is really good it's, it's a good mark song and i was just surprised that here's your letter by blink 22 from uh knuckle puck it, it just it fit, it fit them then reason with seasons it's like a short album i don't want to call it an ep i was like double check uh but this is actually really really pleasant too um i, I definitely i recommend this one moving on circus survive had a short ep a dream about death and this was actually very mellow. Uh, for Circus Survive, it just really slowed down with the with the with all the songs. One that was actually kind of like forgettable, um, but I did go through at least once. If you're into it, go for it. It's a kind of like a hard rock, kind of metal. That's what I kind of I, I wasn't grooving with like the the voice on this one. But uh, Persephone with uh, Metanoia, Metanoia, 
Um, it, it was I. Right. Then again, Mitski Laurel Hell. Oof. Again, one of my morning routines because it's just such a pleasant morning album. Love this one. Baby Mother with uh, Cherry Tape, another EP. This one was a good bonkers one. Uh, a very fast, like just in your face, like rap. And like I really like the way the way she just delivers. Um, so definitely gotta be looking out for her. Some ska, some ska to network from Florida released another album, Hey Honey Rude. And I mean, if 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 you like the guy, if you've seen if you've seen the, their videos, uh, their covers on YouTube, fantastic stuff. If you like your ska, definitely a band to look out for. Almost there, almost there. Oh, I'm skipping a bunch of singles. Cool, we're almost there, guys. Ooh, <laughs> another one I really like because it was like almost like a double album project was a uh, Ravina with Asha's Awakening. This was really fun. The first half is very dancey. Really like really like that that for it. And the second half is very more. It's more for like a, a meditative state. Like the songs do slow down, but it's just like it's more for like a, a headspace to where like the last song is actually full on like um a meta a it's like a thirteen minute it's a thirteen minute track and like there is like music to it, but the way she the way she's like talking to you is more for like an actual meditation session. I thought that was really cool. Um, <laughs> I guess maybe I, I don't know exactly when this came out, but it could have been after the halftime show. But Snoop Dogg with Bodr. I like this one too. I listened to, to the last Snoop Dogg album, which is really good. The, the song where he forget where he forgot his weed and they go to the party. The, the, the song was just so so dope, and I like this one a lot too. To which also Mary J. Blige had an album, "Good Morning Gorgeous," and of course it's very much Mary J. Blige. And again, I, another one I'm really stoked for for my routine session. Uh, last two albums, man, can this guy pump out a record? And when he when he fucking can, it's just like so delightful. English punk uh, songwriter. Frank Turner with FTHC. Uh, good stuff. If you like Frank Turner, if you like his song, his folk songwriting slash really aggressive punk in, uh, mesh into it, you're going to really like this album. And now for like the, the album that I just, it's been on repeat. I don't know where the fuck I got the name last time. I, I, I literally tried my best where the fuck I got that name from, but Harder Than Hell, the album by Florence and the Machine is just really fucking good. Like the driving force into the, the first, the opening song, uh, drumming song to just kick it off for like the rest of the thing. It's really good. I really like this one. I'm probably going to be listening to it throughout the year. Um, so that's everything I listened to for the last two weeks. Um, Manda, what have you been telling me out since the last time you've been here? Um, the same thing. No, uh, yeah, I'm still <laughs> stuck in this like kind of indie pop, pop rock, alternative kind of vibe. So um same kind of the band that i mentioned last time bad sons their album apocalypse whenever i'm still kind of jamming on that um other than that i i've i've been revisiting a lot of red hot chili peppers lately i don't know it just kind of fell off of my playlist and you know remembered that they existed and checking them out oh because they're having a new album release oh i don't know when i forget the date but yeah i was like i'm i'm sorry what year is it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that brought them to mind have they had it? What was the last album? I'm with you. No, they had one, another one after that. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. It had like the, like uh, it had like the, like the, the three animals on the cover. But I forgot what it was called. But honestly, it's, it's not until John ever comes into the show that I remember that Red Hot Chili Peppers is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because our buddy John always nominates them. 2016, The Getaway. That's right. Thank you. Any other any other shout outs, Amanda? No, that's yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's not good. And uh, Keith, what have you been listening to since the last episode? Not a ton. Um, 
Not for lack of trying is what I'll say. Um, <laughs> after the Super Bowl halftime, I also dove back into that, but I went with the Kendrick direction because Kendrick Lamar is the fucking man. Yeah. Um, so I went back to Damn, which is an amazing album. Listen to that several times. It is. Yeah. Um, which kind of led me into uh, the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Kind of listened to that a bit. Not lots of fun, you know. Um Lots of again stand up comedy. I was kind of in a mood for stand up comedy, and I listened to a lot of like playlists I've already made. I didn't really listen to new albums. I listened to like some old favorites, you know, mm-hmm. um, including an unplugged playlist, which I really like. Has an amazing acoustic version of Happy Hour by Weezer, which is so good. Um, as far as newer stuff goes, I listened to the new Bastille album. Uh huh. Is all right. <laughs> um, I listened to the new Animal Collective album. Eh, it's okay. Uh-huh. I listened to Alt J. It was fine. There I listened to it too, and it was fine. <laughs> yeah, it was it's fine. You know, like the only one that came out this week that I really enjoyed, I didn't know was coming out. I found out accidentally, which was Amos Lee. You know, I love Amos Lee, the singer. He's wonderful. His new album Dreamland came out. It doesn't sound like his other stuff, but it's pretty good. I I, I really dug it. So, uh, other than that, it was mostly stuff for the show so i don't want to jump too much into it because i did a lot of research for this one so ooh, nice yeah this, this week is actually definitely fun so you know what let's just jump into it so ripping up a fresh new page adding it to the jukebox titling it trios music is beautiful musical was music is wonderful the more sometimes the more you add to it the more of a magical project uh, you'll have but sometimes three people is just enough for a band and that's what we're going to focus on today. Trios. I fucking love a good trio. Ooh, like, I love a good trio. You know what I love is because you're a Spanish speaker, you say trios like you're, like Rios. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but white people say trios. Trios? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm like, saying trios. trios. <laughs> no, you say trios. And I'm like, ah. Like, it's and add a, little, add a little bit more trios, but no, yeah, trios. It's got, it's got an energy to it. I dig it. So. <laughs> <laughs> love it. No matter what you add to it, drums, bass, uh, guitar, or just guitar guitar ba- uh, drums bass bass drums whatever the fuck <laughs> in a trio that's what we're gonna focus on today and it's gonna be very very fun uh, amanda yes. do you like your set of trios do you prefer trios once yes. you kind of like we're uh digging and digging around um you know i yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes and no like honestly i was caught between there's there's a lot of really influential trios that kind of like totally changed the face of music right and mm-hmm. that's hard to ignore um but for me i found this to be a really self-indulgent topic because i'm, I'm a bass player so nice there's a lot of in three-piece bands when it's guitar bass and drums you get you get a lot from the bass and a lot of those setups so yeah i definitely know what you mean i can't wait to share why <laughs> like my 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 bassy groovy uh tracks uh <laughs> keith are you a fan of trios so here's a hot take. I <laughs> I think the ideal size of a band is four to five. I uh-huh. think three is too small. Um, <laughs> but I'm approaching it from somebody, as we know, my primary music interest is lyrics, vocals. Um, so I like the vocalist to be unencumbered. Um, a lot of time, if you have a trio, they're playing guitar or bass, basically. Um, if they still play guitar, if they have a second guitar they can play rhythm or they can right. just do the solos or something, you know, they're not, they can still put on a show, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, but I can totally see from Amanda's perspective, like she said, definitely with the trio, each person kind of shows off more. And the bass is definitely spotlighted way more in a trio than any other kind of composition. Right. Um, Cause they get to do some unique fun things, you know? And then obviously again, we mentioned there's some legendary trios out there. Um, I don't want to drop names in case anyone's picking them, but, <laughs> but yeah, like it's, um, I, I prefer a larger band. Um, nice. You know, just because I like, I like, a, I like a symphony of sound. I like a wall of sound. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and a lot of trios are raw and yeah. that's cool in its way. But I think I've grown out of that a little bit. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too old for that, but, but there's definitely some trios out there that I fucking love still. So, uh, I can't wait to talk. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of putting it putting it right. Yeah, that's that's what I appreciate about a trio. Where it's like you're right. Like if it's more like the singer will, will have to stand out. Usually gets singled out because they're the front person. But with the with the trio, it's like all three pieces have to equally share a part to just like have that equal energy like before for the project. So I think that's, I think that's what I like about it too. Because um, yeah, because I get I, I do get what you mean. Where like sometimes just do need more guitar just more of a driving force with the guitar <laughs> i do get you sometimes like an extra piece is necessary uh, and, and you can't hide in a trio oh yeah <laughs> there's, there's no weak links in trios <laughs> so, like, so like, true if the bassist or the drummer or the guitarist if one of them is just off it's gonna sound like garbage so yeah it has to be a really talented overall band to pull off a trio right you can hide in mumford and sons for instance <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you like, about a good, a good hiding because like, I, th- there's a band um, we would go see to to support, um, but it's, uh, but uh, sometimes more more is less. Sometimes <laughs> like there's a band we used to go see. Uh, they're like a they're like a, a folk band, and it was a nine piece band. It was basically folk Slipknot, and it didn't really work out because it was just it would just be loud. To where, like one one of the singers, one of the singers w- would, one of the singers would play the ukulele. You would never, you would never hear it. You would never hear it from like the rest of the band, and it was just like, oh, just like sometimes more could just be less, and maybe we can just bring it back down. <laughs> okay, so cool. Yeah. Let's talk about these cool trios. Let's talk about trios that we are going to be adding to the jukebox, and it's going to be fun. So let's kick it off. My first one. I'm going to go in the, I guess, in descending order on when they were released. My first song is from their self-titled from, oh shit, in 1999. So we're going to go back to 1999. I, 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 I love these projects because Kathleen Hanna is, is, is the man. Kathleen Hanna is the woman. And for the second, for her second side project, she had a bunch of side projects. But I guess like the second main effort, La Tigre. God damn it, the Tigre just fucking rule rules. Um, and I'm going to go with uh, the opening track, Decepticon. It just it just has that like half Julie Ruin, half just like gay fun. <laughs> 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 I love the Tigre. And this one was one of those where um I guess honorable mention, starting with honorable mention, I was I was I was thinking Slater Kenny, but because he started as a trio. But then now they're it's more it's just Carrie Brownstein and I forget the the, the remaining ones. So technically they're two, but then like their later albums have like additional musicians in their in their albums. So honestly, it just became a fucking mess. It's like, oh yeah, wait, the Tigre is just a simple three piece. Let's just go here. Um, and I just I, I just I love the the force of uh, La Tigre. So Decepticon is my first one. Manda 
Yeah, that's What's a great number pick. one. I like Thank that. you. <laughs> um, mine's in no particular order. I don't know. I... <laughs> oh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I found out like a few hours before I was going to be here. So. <laughs> this way, just likes patterns. That's yeah. <laughs> so I picked. Um, I mm, okay. I picked Sublime. I picked Wrong Way, um, which is fortunate because two of the other songs I thought about were already on the playlist. <laughs> ah. Um, but so Sublime's. They've got that reggae rock kind of ska punk genre. That was like a huge, huge part of me developing my musical tastes and my musical style, like that just 90s Cali rock, very, very big influence on me. Um, so Sublime was one of the first bands that really brought me to looking at bass in a different way, which is why I said my picks are really self-indulgent. Hell yeah. I see that there's a theme going here. Um, <laughs> but before getting into this like Sublime 90s Cali rock kind of music, uh, I was really just, just grunge, like just rock, just grunge. Um, and so from like a bass playing approach, my style had always been kind of melodic and muted. Um, and this gave me more drive to my style, more more energy, Dope. I think. I mean, fucking Eric Wilson is just amazing. <laughs> so any any Sublime song, I feel like would have been a good choice. Um, but like I said, two of the other ones that I was thinking about were already on the playlist. And Wrong Way is a song that is super, super self-indulgent for me because I covered it in a band. Ah, nice. <laughs> um, I really like the pacing. I like it. it has like a slow intro that builds up and just kind of mm-hmm. drives along. And it's just a really fun bass line to play. It's almost like a gallop. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like I really like it. So, um, so funny thing is, Amanda, uh, thing you don't know because you're not from here, Sublime is one of the bands of Yuma, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in Yuma listens to Sublime. That's when you said it, like, oh, it's very, it's very uh, influential in the, in, the South, in the South California way, it's like, yeah, in the very Southwest uh, way, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very much so. I'm very, um, very East. <laughs> yeah. Me and Amanda, we, uh, we actually, we've listened to sublime as long as we've known each other actually and ironically enough uh you guys know i'm a writer one of my original characters is named after two members of sublime oh, yeah. oh nice <laughs> i was wondering if you remember that and then his his pet frog is also named after the first name of the one i took the last name from so yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that's that goes back jesus christ to the 90s oh, long time <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, I love that pick. I, they were on my short list, by the way. So, oh, nice, uh, man. Just a quick question without ruining, killing the whole mood. Um, do you accept as Rome as one of the band members? Oh, Sublime with Rome. Yeah, um, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I appreciate that they go by Sublime with Rome. I think that that's yeah, kind of the way to do it because it's it's like from a perspective of lyrics and vocals are not my main focus all the time when I'm listening to music. Mm-hmm. I kind of get why, well, you're still sublime, right? Like only one dude's gone, but yeah. the other, the other side of the coin, you have to look at the fact that he was the front man. He was like, it was you know, Bradley. So recognized. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like he was the band in so many ways. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I, okay. like, I'm, I'm okay with sublime with Rome. <laughs> cool. Okay. I think that's a good way to go about it. Just had to shout it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, Keith, what is your first entry? Okay, so I have a hot take. Two hot takes, probably, <laughs> with this one. Um, I picked a band, and my first hot take is, is I think this is one of the most artistic and talented front women in music, period. It's the wrong episode, dude. We're too soon. <laughs> well, don't worry. They'll come back around. Um, and it's the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Nice. Oh, yeah. Now... 
my other hot take is someone's already added maps to this playlist. Mm-hmm. They're wrong. <laughs> that is not by a stretch the best Yeah Yeah Yeahs even hit, much less no. song. The best song by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs is Gold Lion. That song Ooh. kicks fucking ass. Like the video kicks ass. The lyric she she just has these like like insane musical moments in that song. And it's her best lyrics, it's her best vocals. And as a band, they the way they can sound like that as a trio is insane to me. They don't sound like a trio. No, I they don't. Yeah. Like, I, like, and just like, especially the chorus, like with everything soaring and going up and down, it just feels really cool. I love the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Gold Lion by the yeah, yeah, yeah is my first pick. That's dope. I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for Hazard Roll. I, I still, I still think. If I, if I figured that's coming up on Front Women, <laughs> so I didn't want to say anything. If the Hocus Pocus two movie ever happens, this is my this is my dream my dream pick for 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 that movie. If Hocus Pocus two ever fucking happens, and they have to do that thing where the, the gimmicky thing where they do a callback to the original movie, I really hope there's a a song number when she's like when she like I put a spell on you and she casts the spell on the parents. I really hope she fucking does like a modernized version and Bette Miller fucking covers Hezra Roll because it's still almost like a I put a spell an enchanting song and about like the parents dying. That's just like my my, my dream pick. It's just Hezra Roll by Bette Midler for Hocus Pocus 2. That'd be the shit. Also, because we're we're gonna talk about heads for roll now, I guess. <laughs> so, um, I have the I have the weirdest take ever, and I'm gonna get mocked mercilessly for saying this. Um, Glee, yes, Glee. No, the best, so good. the best thing Glee ever did for society is they made a mashup of heads for roll and Thriller. Okay, and it's. It's fucking stunning. Like it's real. It's really good. I'm like, why did this have to come from Glee? Why could they have done it or something? Actually, give it a shot. It's really cool. Like, like if it had been anyone other than Glee, it would have been so dope. But, but yeah. okay. All right, entering round two. Uh, my true. My next trio is a trio without a drummer. It's a trio. It's a the third person. It's um, I guess you call him a DJ. It's uh, I'm going with the XX, and I was stuck between the first album or Coexist, and I had a lot more uh, uh XX songs than Coexist, but fuck, but I wanted to keep it to at least. Uh, the thing, the whole thing about like at least like say the years because like I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to make myself say the years to to albums to at least like represent like where when they came from. Um, so I kind of so I'm gonna go with coexist because fuck, just looking at it, it's just crazy. This album's ten years old. Obviously, XX is three years older, but fuck, it's just like seeing the date, seeing 2012, and it's like, oh god, what the fuck is time? So <laughs> I'm gonna shout out to one of my favorite songs that I got to see, when I got to see them live. Uh, it was one of my favorite moments of the show, and I'm gonna go with. Fiction, because oh my god, the guy like like her her voice is awesome. I love I love her her very her very like soft voice, but when the guy comes in with that super deep voice, oh my god! And when he did fi- when he did fiction uh, on, at the show, it, it was awesome because it is it's also a very bass heavy song. But I'm pretty sure Jamie um had it covered in the back because he just gets them he gets them, he gets on the mic and takes it out of the stand and he like wraps it over his shoulders. And that's how he sings. He just has like this like wavy swing uh, uh, sing, uh, singing number to that song, and it's just like, oh my god! And before he started, 
before it started, some random chick just yelled, marry me. <laughs> and then he just goes, excuse me. And, like in that, and, that, and it just echoed. It was like, <gasps> Dr. Pussy Magnet. <laughs> he was, oh God, they were the best. Um, and then, but, but holy shit, but Jamie XX, like instead of again, like having like the two mic stands and he said, and like the middle drum kit in the, in the back, Jamie XX had like the whole back to himself. It was just like he had like his table for like his laptops and like a couple of like sampling equipment, but then like he had these like weird drums on this side. He would run over to the other side and like mix some shit here, come back to like the middle and like work on like on the music. It was really fucking cool just seeing him like running back and forth in the back. Uh, so if you ever get a chance to see the XX, because it fucking has been a while since they put a record out since like 2017, go um, check them out because it's also one of the coolest uh, light shows you'll ever see. Like as soon as uh, Chairlift ended. Um, as soon as chairlift ended on their set, uh, the smoke machines just went the whole time we were waiting for, for the XX, uh, because they displayed one of the sickest light, uh, laser shows. And we just saw like waves in the air from the smoke. It, it was just awesome. It was really, really cool. So fiction by the XX from coexist. So Amanda, you're number two. So, <laughs> um, my number two one, it's, uh, so this is kind of like, I feel like a divisive band, not that anybody would argue about their influence or anything like that. Just that some people fucking don't like listening to them. Um, Rush vital signs. Yep. Um, so this is another super self-indulgent pick for me because it's my favorite Rush song. There's no other reason I picked it other than I want to pick a Rush song because it's Getty Lee. And this is my favorite one. Um, it, like I, it's, Talking so much about bass, I can't in good conscience talk about trios without putting Rush on here. True. Like, they're just amazingly talented, just incredible human beings. Um, so, yeah, Rush was super influential to me growing up. Um, I had, like, a little bit of that classic rock background from my parents. That was kind of their generation. And uh, when I was learning bass, I feel like a lot of chops that I, that I built up and picked up were from trying to keep up with Getty Lee and trying to follow his lines. And he just has such a unique and unique take on the bass. He plays it in such a different way. Um, There's techniques that he used, like um, playing with octaves and chords that are just not a way that I had heard before I got into rush. So Um, yeah, vital signs rush. (laughs) Good study. I just immediately, I thought of rush and just immediately wrote it off. I'm like, man, this picking rush. (laughs) Yeah. I I was just like, there's no way I'm getting rushed. Like, (laughs) so that's really cool. No, hell yeah. I was was definitely a good study on Getty Lee. Dude. It's awesome. Uh, Keith, you're number two. I'm going to go with a band, uh, that I think gets unfairly, I guess, criticized because of their one hit song. And I'm not picking that song. It's a good song. I think people are too harsh about it, but and the band literally is all is the name of all three people in that band, ah. and it's Peter, Bjorn, and John. Um, I'm picking objects of my affection. I love this song. Uh, I've talked about it in the past where I used to work at Hastings, the store, and we used to uh, have these mix like videos that would play in the background, and sometimes it would be like movie trailers, sometimes it would be music videos. And I distinctly remember getting into Peter, Bjorn and John because objects of my affection came on and I loved the video and the lyrics are just like really, really good. Like they just made me really like, like emotional, like, like, uh, like the, the part of the chorus is, 
Oh, I'm just going to read the chorus because I have to. You know, I'm a lyric guy. <laughs> and the question is, was I more alive than I, then than I am now? I happily have to disagree. I laugh more often now. I cry more often now. I am more me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I fucking love that song. <laughs> like, so uh, obviously, um, most people probably know them from Young Folks or as that one commercial mockingly called it, <laughs> that hipster song with the whistling. Like, <laughs> I fucking hated that. Like, uh, so, but I love Peter Bruin, John. I love everything they've ever put out. They're just a great chill band. And this song is like easily my favorite of theirs, but they're totally worth checking out overall. When you were building it up for a second, I really thought you were going to say Hanson. <laughs> Hanson was shortlisted. I almost picked Hanson. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Because I actually really like their newer singles. Oh, actually I, I have good. not heard their, their newer singles. I'll, I'll send you a song that you'll probably <laughs> like. It. Like, I know. <laughs> so. But yeah, so Objects of My Affection by Peter, Bjorn, and John. I need, I need that shirt where it's like a picture of Hanson and it just says Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> I need that shirt so bad. I've always wanted it. Okay, uh, round three. For my next one, man, okay, you know what? I'm just going to say it right now. <gasps> I didn't go with the Slash Studio song this time. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I've never but, heard a single Soda Stereo song, but I know more about them than anyone else. Because <laughs> <laughs> of you. They're an amazing trio, but I, I, I highlight them all the fucking time. Um, but I'm, I'm going to give uh, some love to uh, my song, My Latino Brothers. So I'm going to go with another band that I do like to highlight. I'm going to go with Campo Formio, my Puerto Rican brothers, who I've graciously been able to see. They did a PNW tour once upon a time, and it was one of the best shows ever. And I'm highlighting a song from the 2020 album because I feel like I didn't actually shout out this album enough back in 2020. And actually, we were recording this, this show then. Um, so I need to do it on this. I need to rectify that on this one because uh, the, the, the album is called... Uh, Plan Maestro, Master Plan. Mm. And I'm going to go with the song uh, Piedra Tijera, Rock and Scissors. And it's, this is just a six and a minute and a half song of just like, well, what I love about them is that you'll have a good song. Like it's the, I love the way he sings. It's like in that like, it's not almost, I don't say high because it's not like making falsettos, but it's like the way he just belts certain words like to hit like the end of like the, li- the end of the line. It's, it's I guess like in a B-52's way, but like not doing that. But then the re- but then like they're just the masters of like having a jam sesh. Like then they'll just, they'll just stop they'll stop singing and you'll have like the coolest fucking time just in their experimental instrumental like phases. And then as it comes wraps around back into the song, and that's really where Campo Formio excels. It's just like them just getting lost between between uh, their jams. And man, oh my god! And like when they came over, it was awesome. Diego and I really really like just connected the drummer. Because we were in the fucking front. I was not going to fucking miss out on them here. And apparently after the show, apparently, like, it was like, because I was headbanging like a fucking madman because of him. But apparently it was, dude, he fucking let me know that basically he was going off of my fucking tempo by headbanging. <laughs> like, we were going off of each other. It's like, dude, yes. Because he was giving me everything. <laughs> and then, so, and then we were at the bar. And I got them, we, actually, I'm sorry, we got them incredibly fucking high. We, such and I gave them 
like <laughs> I guess like to them the best PNW weed that they had ever smoked, or just weed in general that they've ever smoked. Because I'm pretty sure you can only guess like the strongest, as much as the strongest as you can in Puerto Rico. But they had never really tasted PNW flower. And the singer, <laughs> he wasn't like stupid. Like he didn't get stupid, but oh my god, did you really feel it? And he was just so adorable, just being like, "This is the shit." <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Uh, so Campo Formio, Piedra y Tijera. So Amanda, your number three. My number three. Um, I am still talking about bass. I don't know if that's a surprise. Um, what? <laughs> uh, Chris Wollstenholme. He's the bass player for Muse. Um, he's hella fucking awesome. So my pick for Muse is Hysteria, which it's I I toiled with this one. Um, it's their most listened song, like their most streamed song. It's very, very popular. So I kind of wanted to highlight something else, but I had to go with Hysteria because it's just one of those bass lines that I remember from when I was starting out, when I was trying to learn to do different things, when I was like most um, impressionable. So um, also like, I don't know, man, I'm up and down with Muse. Some of the their stuff is just like so goddamn over the top. <laughs> um, I, it's like everything they do is talented. Like they're wonderful, but I like the kind of song that Hysteria is. It's like that rock leading. It's just driving. So that's that's my favorite kind of muse. So I went with Hysteria. That yeah. opening riff, yeah. Oh, that gets you oh. ready for the rest of the song. Yeah. It's it's the best. It's like oh, so good. I love Muse. I even like Madness. I don't care. Mm. No, like, I, I mean I do, but like it's not. You know, I yeah. wouldn't pick it. <laughs> I, I forgot they were a trio. Yeah. yeah, I did too. But then too. I Google trios. <laughs> yeah, no, my song is my song by them is "Nights of Cydonia." I love that song. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, yeah, series good too. <laughs> awesome, excellent. And Keith, your number three. I'm gonna pick a band uh, that most people don't know, but might know if they thought <laughs> about it. Um, now, the, here, here's the problem, though. I've, I've added this band in the previous version of this playlist. There's a dispute about their name. Because their name is two words put together, but but there's no space. And technically, it could be two different combinations of words, depending on where the space goes. So their name <laughs> is either Slow Thrust or Sloth Thrust. <laughs> I'm going to go with Slow Thrust. It doesn't yeah. have a W, by the way. <laughs> uh, and the song I'm going to pick is 7.30 a.m. Uh, I love this song. It is the theme song to the show You're the Worst from FX. Uh, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And that is how I discovered Slow Thrust, but I've listened to everything else they've ever done. It's amazing. I think it's really interesting. I want to know how many people knew the singer was a girl the first time they heard this song. Because mm. she has an incredibly unique voice. And oh, I just love it. And just, I love this song. Like, some of the lyrics are the best. And it's just, it's a really good, like, broken heart song. It's also a very short song. It's only, it's less than three minutes, I think. Um, but I really, really like it, and it's it's on my like my big playlist that I make for myself when I'm feeling bored. I'll just throw it on. This is one of the songs that's on there, and yeah, it's great. And also, the album cover is the picture of an ostrich, which is always cool. So, <laughs> yeah. So, seven thirty a.m. by Slow Thrust. Awesome, awesome. And uh, oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't get the name of the Campo Formio song. Oh, uh, Piedra y Tijera. Okay, you're gonna, you're gonna text <laughs> yeah, me that. I'm, I'm okay, gonna send cool. you that one. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, okay. Last rounds. Last rounds. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um, my last song was got a little like dicey because it's like, does this count? Does this count? And you know what? It does. It does because, like we said, touring members don't count. 
that wasn't that, that wasn't the issue here. Their issue is that this band can't keep a fucking drummer to save their career or save their band's career. But amazingly, they have an amazing career based on rotating drummers. So it counts as a trio because the rest of the guys on their strings are still the main band. And I'm gonna go with Citizen off of the 2021 album. Uh, shit, where is it? Life in Your Glass World. <laughs> and I'm gonna go with the opening track, Death Dance, approximately. This album was one of my favorites of last year because it is just so dancey. It is just like one of one of my favorite rock albums. But at the same time, they made it perfectly uh, just a danceable bop, cover to cover, and it's just so nice. And like the the more I was digging into this album, is that this is actually this is one of their one of their few one of their first albums or since they or they started that they were able to go back like fully independent, like just making making it themselves. They went back to this one guy's uh, house. Um, Forgetting what city, uh, but it's basically uh, uh, the the nickname is glass uh, the glass city, which is why life life in your glass world is the name of the album. But that's why like the the, the feel of the of this album is super dancey because it was one of those where like there was no involvement involvement from uh, a studio or from producers to be like to to change shit. So it's really just like this music right here is just mostly them what they wanted to do and it's just them just just literally just get the feel of how much fun they had making this whole album and this and just this opening track is just fuck it's just so fun i love this one so much so i I think uh it's toledo by the way toledo ohio oh cool i think that was right i think that's the name i saw yeah thank you um so yeah and then that was my descending order in uh in years because i should be better about like shouting out when some of these uh songs were coming out uh, so yeah, Citizen, Death Dance, approximately, of course, listen to the whole thing too. So, Amanda, your last I pick. Had a, I had a really hard time pinning down a fourth pick, um, mm-hmm. because I just want to point out, like, it's not, you know, like, technically an honorable mention, because I don't even have a song pulled up, but um, Them Crooked Vultures is a trio, and yep. G- uh, John Paul Jones, you know, yep. like, <laughs> uh, but that's not who I picked, because I don't know. Um, I actually ended up picking The Police, Ooh. Message in a Bottle. Nice. Um, because I feel like, how can you talk about bass-driven trios without bringing up Sting? <laughs> like, how can I make that a topic and not mention Sting? Like, he's not my favorite dude ever. He's not my favorite musician ever. But he had an undeniable influence on the music scene. And True. he's just, you know, <laughs> there's a charm to him, I guess. Um, so, guess what? This is another song I covered in my band. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually like a really simple, straightforward song. So the baseline isn't super busy, but it, that makes it really, really fun to do live because it's really fun to riff on and build off of. It's just like a simple and catchy tune that there's just a ton of room for. So it's kind of like a nice, a nice party song. I think. Oh yeah, totally. Messenger Bottle is actually one of my favorite. Like when I would first when I first started to message bottle is actually one of my favorite high songs. Cause it's just like, <laughs> it, ele- it elevates you and then it just stops. It just drops you. Yeah. It's almost like, like it starts over. And it, just, it would just bring out the wildest emotions. Like, Oh, we can, <laughs> we can do that with music. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, great pick. Great pick. Uh, Keith, how are you going to close off the playlist this time? Okay. So some honorable mentions. Number one was them crooked vultures. Yeah. Uh, so- Adam last time. Yeah, I know. I love them. Crooked vultures. They're great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three amazing. Like it's there's actually a, a tie. We could have a discussion about one day about supergroups that are trios. Because a lot of supergroups are trios, which I think is really interesting. Like Cream, who is also an honorable. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> um, better than Ezra. Mm-hmm. Kind of an underground group. Um, 
they were really big for like 98, I think, and just 98. And they're actually the subject of one of my favorite Norm MacDonald jokes from Weekend Update, <laughs> where he says, the number one song on college radio this year was uh, Good by Better Than Ezra. Number two, Ezra. <laughs> I, was, I always like that joke. Um, uh, Bright Eyes, but it wasn't really feeling like it fit with everything else I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I do really like Bright Eyes. Uh, good stuff. Um, Blonde Redhead, uh, which is the band that does the song from Rick and Morty when Evil Morty's there. <laughs> oh, okay, um, that's what everybody knows them from. But they're actually really cool. Um, they are a fascinating band because they were originally formed by. Let me make sure if I got this right. It was a pair of Spanish. Were they no? Or are they Italian? I'm, I'm going to pull it up real quick because it makes me laugh. Um, they were they're formed by a pair of brothers from Italy, and they met sister. They're twin brothers, that is, and they met sisters who are I want to say Chinese. And the four of them formed a band together. <laughs> nice. And then one of the, one of the sisters quit, and they just continued as a as a trio. And so now it's this this girl who sings, and then these two like significantly older Spanish brothers. Like th- this is a band that's been around a while. People don't really realize that. And their music is so weird <laughs> and experimental, and I really dig it. Check it out if you ever, you know feel the urge to but it's very bjork <laughs> like i mean i can't even <laughs> describe it it's fantastic but anyways um so yeah that's my honorable mention and then my last honorable mention honestly i didn't pick them because i assumed manda would um but another band that was around early on to me and manda's friendship quite a bit i believe was eve six yeah oh. They were on my they were on my long list for sure. Um, yeah. Also, so is Paramore again because I didn't realize they were a trio. <laughs> I guess they are now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't start off that way, but yeah, but their new stuff's the best stuff, anyways. Anyway, so um, but Eve Six is probably one of the most important bands to me in my life. <laughs> yeah, like I love Eve Six. That's why I like, picked them. <laughs> I, so, um, but I have plenty of chances to put Eve Six on here. So instead, I'm going with the band I added last time and. I absolutely love them. And I love finding a loophole in this category <laughs> because they were a trio when this album came out. Yeah. Now they're a duo because the bassist quit. Uh, so it is now, now, and the song is thread. thread. And it's a really, really good song. I love this whole album. It's, I don't know what the word is. Is there, is there a word for an album? That's just one, like this feels like one long song. Hmm. But it's actually separate tracks. Like it, it, it's it's not a concept album because there's no concept that I can think of. But literally, there's there's a, there's like a driving theme to everything going on, like a driving transition. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like I love that album. It's really good. I saw them live. I fell in love with the bassist, and then she quit the band. <laughs> so that was great. Uh, but no, thread by now now. And that's N O W N O W for the record, not <laughs> meow meow, which some, of their, which some of their merch says. Okay, so that, that was nice and confusing at that time. So, oh yeah, thread. By I, thought, I thought they had a, like a Run the Jewels theme when they had like the the cat album too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think they did something with cats. I'm trying okay, to uh, anyway. going backwards, Mandy, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. I have a couple a couple here. Um, so. 
One of the bands that I actually came across, um, which I'm not super familiar with, but I'm familiar with the song No Control, is Pepper. Um, I didn't put them on my list because I already picked a reggae rock band, and I felt like that would be like, you know, I didn't want to go with that as a theme. Um, but yeah, Pepper is a really kick-ass band from what I know of them. I didn't um, know Pepper then, was a trio. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Violet Femmes, uh, which, you know, like, I, oh. yeah, always deserve a mention. Good one. Um, yeah, I was going to put on Gone, Daddy Gone. That's That was kind of like my backup for if one of my songs somehow got picked or something. Um, but yeah, that, that's, yeah, and I did write down Paramore, but we already said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, mine, of course, I already said uh, Slitter Kenny, Slaw Stadio, didn't make the cut. Um, I was thinking about Sons of the Illustrious Father again, which is uh, Ezra Miller's band. If, if you have not heard that project, very fucking bonkers very fun uh he plays the drums in that in that band and then sometimes switches over to um just uh just grabbing the mic and like they kind of do like a little like in- instrument swap is really cool uh other than that oh and again um i was th- i was considering the same loophole that, that keith did with uh foo fighters and there's nothing else left uh, to lose that al- that album was technically a trio oh, yeah we didn't mention nirvana also <laughs> oh yeah yeah we intentionally avoided nirvana me and Amanda talked about that before yeah. the show but yeah funny. We're not stupid. We know Nirvana's a trio. <laughs> or, or, or were a trio until the last few months. of Until the last bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> but they never made an album as a quartet. Although he might have been on You Know You're Right, actually. And he was in the Unplugged, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so well, there's a bunch of people in the Unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's true. Let me, let me puppets. Uh, awesome. Now, now yeah, we finished this page. Excellent. I was like, am I missing something? No. We get to move. <laughs> on to new releases so keith do you see anything on your end i see a couple things not a lot actually i see a lot but not stuff i want to shout out because it's stuff i don't know and i want to give it a shot Ooh, okay so um but there are a couple things that make me smile that i have to bring up um first of all today there was a new insane clown posse album oh god i passed by that jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> I, I I kind kind of want to listen to it in the same way that they're doing their last ever tour, and I kind of want to go <laughs> because I want to. <laughs> that, that feels like something I should experience at some point. Like, like if we look back on it, we're like, "What was it like?" And we'll never know because we never went. You know, like <laughs> I'm content. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, uh, Tame Impala, the album that I fucking loved. They're doing the remixes and B-sides for it. So I'll be listening to the fuck out of that album. Nice. And then uh, Beach House has a new album called uh, Once Twice Melody, which I do want to check out that as well. A lot of the other stuff this week was a bunch of artists that I'm like, that looks interesting, but I have no idea who that is. So I think next week I'm going to have a lot of albums that aren't of artists that I don't know. You know what I mean? That I'll be like, I checked them out and they were awesome kind of thing. So, um, that's it for this week. Did you see anything else for this week while I look up next week? Um, I'm literally trying, but like I always do, like I, I always wait until the actual release date so I can actually, uh, or the release time, so I can actually see what I'm going to be listening to because uh, a bunch of the shit I, I get down to isn't really, isn't going to make like the the headlines of like uh, all the tabs. So it, it, it always comes by surprise, by surprises to me. And that's why I always show up with the, a laundry list of new releases. <laughs> um, next week. Avril Lavigne's new album comes out. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Which, yeah, I'm going to try it. Guns N' Roses is a new album out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conway the Machine. Actually, it's a, mu- it's a better release an album? <laughs> um, there's much Sorry, better. I just saw that. I'm like, what? 
Oh God! You mean the fourth most talented grunge lead singer? Yeah. Uh, so, um, actually, next week is is crazy. We got a Kodak Black album. We got a Tears for Fears album. We got a Tangerine Dream album. The Scorpions. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody's getting a revival. Um. Also, there's a band named Super Chunk, and I don't know what that is, but I have to listen to it because his name is Super Chunk. Um. And Soft Cell. Uh, which a lot of people don't know who Soft Cell is. I'll, I'll buy their name. Do you, do, you, do you know who they are when I say Soft Cell? Uh, the, didn't they have like the, the single? They did that uh, cover of Tainted Love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they're, they're great. <laughs> so um, they also did, um, uh, or no, they did Tainted Love, not the cover. I was thinking of something else. Uh, yeah, they did Tainted Love. That's that's their main thing. But they've done a lot of other songs. Everybody knows who Soft Cell is by that. Um, they have a new album coming out, it looks like, as well. So um, I don't see anything else jumping out at me. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see anything else until. Yeah, I'm trying to wait until everything Fish. comes out. Fish has a new album out. Okay. You know, <laughs> if you're a fish album. <laughs> go, go, go watch the Channel 5 Fish uh, uh, video. It's, it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What the fuck is this? No, we need to address this immediately. There's a guy. Uh, is this country? Please tell me it's country. There's a guy named Swamp Dog with two G's. <laughs> it's a Snoop Dogg. And his album is named I Need a Job So I Can Buy More Auto Tune. What? Oh my God. He's black too. He's actually black. He's not a white dude. Make it a joke. What is this? I, w- I will re- report back next week. <laughs> 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 excellent Anyways. we anticipate your review i'll probably check it out as well <laughs> uh so before we actually uh move on or we well, we'll move on to the next thing uh what keith what is going to be the next episode about what's on the roulette next one up is funeral picks oh god yes <laughs> it's a party yeah i'm really not making a joke here we're gonna have a great time yeah last time no one got in the spirit of a funeral except me everybody's like i just what are you talking about people to have fun at my funeral and I'm yeah like, people sad and crying <laughs> all people are gonna get in the spirit of my funeral i gotta can't wait so but yeah i'm not gonna elaborate and we're gonna be joined by our friend liza my friend liza hopefully nico as well um they both they both kind of called it at the same time on that on those episodes so could be a packed episode so sweet yes that concludes this episode of jukebox vertigo thank you to the co-host for the great picks mando once again any shout outs any plugs um i mean i have a twitter <laughs> you can shout it out <laughs> I I can give it to you. it's mandalodon so m-a-n-d-a-l-o-d-o-n like a dinosaur cool everybody gets a shot here in this part <laughs> and uh keith shout outs and plugs you can find me on Twitter at WHI Podcast Keith. You can find our producer Liz at WHI Podcast Liz. You can find our other show, We Have Issues, at WHI Podcast, hence the other names. Uh, that show is where we review the new comics every single week. And uh, you can join us there. I host, Hostway co hosts with me, and we have a blast. And uh, make sure to check that one out. Uh, I think that's it. Cool. 
I feel like and, I'm missing something, but we're good. <laughs> and thank you to listeners for your continued support on this musical sharing ride. I myself am at Hosway Reads Hosway and Hosway Plays Hosway on Twitter and Twitch, respectively. Follow at Jukebox Vertigo on Twitter for the master playlist uh, for the master playlist link to most music services. Feel free to shout out a theme you want us to do, and we can work it out to prioritizing it. Uh, with the episode over, take a ta- take a time to check out the fresh page on the Jukebox. Let us know what you would have added and feel the vertigo. Mm-hmm.